John Wicks of the Records, and you're listening to 90.7 FM WGXC Acre. All summer, there are tours at the Hudson Athens Lighthouse every second Saturday of the month through October. You can visit the 1874 lighthouse that's in the middle of the Hudson River. The tour is leaving from the Henry Hudson Riverfront Park in Hudson at 11 a.m., noon, 1 p.m., and 2 p.m., and from the Athens Village Riverfront Park at 11.30 a.m., 12.30 p.m., 1.30 p.m., and 2.30 p.m. That's the Hudson Athens Lighthouse Tours all summer on the second Saturday. And you can find out more on the WGXC community calendar online at wgxc.org. WGXC Underwriting is provided in part by Kravitz & Son Roofing, a local family-owned and operated full-service roofing company for more than 48 years. Specializing in residential and commercial roof construction, repair, maintenance, and replacement using high-quality and affordable roofing products. Information at 518-567-4026 or online at kravitzandsonroofing.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Victorian-era Valentines of Schaefer, Minnesota. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXC.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a once every other Tuesday radio show where we talk about movies here on WGXC 90.7 FM. My name is Amanda. My name is Jenny. And, uh, you know, we just we just love chit-chatting about movies. We pick a theme for every show. But before we get into the theme, we talk a little bit about what we've been watching lately. And I'm realizing right now that I forgot to pull up movie times. I know me too. <laughs> just literally just occurred. Just well, occurred. Let, me, let me tell you about a new movie I watched while you, uh, while you pull that up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull I, it up because I didn't watch anything new. Yeah, totally. I only have one for you, but it's, it's one of the big ones. I saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the new Marvel yes. movie. Uh, and it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I, uh, if, if you're a regular listener of the show, you may know that most of the more recent Marvel movies I have found lacking. <laughs> I'm not that interested <laughs> in them. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's really fun. It's like a little long for me, but the casting's really great. I love, um, the main character's dad and also the like kind of main foil of the movie is played by Tony Leung, who you may recognize from uh, so many other movies. He's like in a ton of the big Wong Kar Wai films and he's just amazing. He's so magnetic and like also extremely hot and really so like really elevates the movie <laughs> in a way yes. that is amazing. Um, it also stars, or not stars, she's a supporting character, a supporting character of um, another one of my lifetime crushes, Michelle Yeoh. Is uh, in it. It's got a lot of my crushes in it, so I had a good time. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really cute. I would recommend it. I am really excited to see it. I have not seen it or any new movies lately at all, which feels really wild. Something must've snuck in there, but I just can't think of what that is. But, uh, I did in the meantime, I did pull up what's showing first of all at the Hudson movieplex eight, um, and oftentimes we sent people to their Facebook to see showtimes, but it looks like they do have a website now that's spotlightcinemas.com. Wonderful. Um, and the times for tonight, and I assume for the rest of this week, or the movies showing are Malignant, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Paw Patrol, colon, the movie, <laughs> Candyman, the new Candyman, of course, Respect. Jungle Cruise and Free Guy. Oh. Um, 
And then over at the Wyndham Movie Theater, we have in Wyndham, New York, we have <laughs> Cry Macho with Clint Eastwood. Never oh, heard of it in my life. Didn't nor know have it was I. coming. Malignant and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, and then what do we what, we usually do the Lyceum as well? Yeah, I have a I don't have a Lyceum, but I do have the Greenville drive in here ready to go. So I'm gonna start with Tell that. Tell me. Uh, at the Greenville Drive-In, great news. We have this weekend, fr- on Friday and Saturday, an American Werewolf in London. Love it. Oh, fun. So good. Uh, and then next Saturday, the 25th, we have Catch Me If You Can. And guess what? <gasps> it's screening for free. And I've never seen it, so I would really like to see it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a really very, very fun um based on a true story movie yeah and then we also have that same weekend on sunday there's a film called helvetica also free and then the following weekend on friday october 1st oh baby it's the lost boys you love oh, to see it wow it's we're really getting into just the best <laughs> season it's time it's oh coming. my gosh i'm excited <laughs> well uh, since you brought up drive-ins i'm going to tell you guys about what's at the highway drive-in Please. right off of 9W, which has four screens, each with a double feature. So on screen one, and by the way, it's after Labor Day, so they're not open every day of the week. They're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So these are the movies for September 10th through 12th. And it's Shang-Chi and Free Guy, Malignant and Candyman, Candyman and Don't Breathe 2, and Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi. Very nice. excited that they still have those two horror movie pairings because they did last weekend and I missed them. Um, but I know uh, I want to go. I'm excited. I, I still haven't seen Candyman dying to see Candyman. Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm really dying to see Candyman. But <laughs> we're saying his name too many times. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Oops. Uh, um, so I will say. Oh, wait, that was for last weekend. Jeez, they haven't updated their website. I'm so sorry, lis- dear listeners. <laughs> that was the movies for the 10th to the 12th. But you can just go to highwaydriving.com um, and check out the updated schedule when you get ready. the update. Yeah, I can tell you now uh, for the Lyceum Cinemas in Red Hook, which is where I live. Uh, this week we have Cry Macho also again. Don't know, don't know her, but she's here. Uh, Shang-Chi. We have a movie called Cop Shop, also not familiar with, but something to look into perhaps. Uh, Free Guy. We have Malignant. And then incredibly, we have Back to the Future and The Goonies. Love that. Cute. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Um, Before we move on from current showtimes and things that are happening, let's go back to what's happening at the Highway Drive-In. Because this weekend is an annual event that Jenny and I love very much. And I know many folks out there in our region also hold dear. It's the Dead Till Dawn Drive-In. This is the 10th anniversary show. Wow. This year, it's four nights. So it's actually starting on Thursday, September 16th. And it goes through Sunday. Um, And their, their information is usually on Facebook. So you can find the schedule and the movies on the highway drive-in Facebook. Um, and by the way, that's H I highway drive-in, but yeah, it's, it's a packed year. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. I'm very excited as, as Amanda well knows we it's, it's one of our very favorite things of the year. Look forward to it literally as soon as it passes. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it on Thursday, but on Thursday is the toxic Avenger, which I am sad to say that I've never seen. It feels very embarrassing to have never seen that movie. Nor have I, I know a classic. Yeah. Friday has phantasm three. I better hurry up and watch phantasm two. I know for real. I also one for me as well. Not familiar with the phantasm. I just, didn't see it until last year's Dead Till Dawn, where oh, they nice. played Phantasm One. <laughs> I or love that. We're just skipping two. <laughs> you know what? It must have been two years ago because you know what? Last year was the day we went where it was all the animal themed ones. Right. Yes, yeah. of course. How could, how could you forget? <laughs> how could you forget all those really not very good, uh, pretty boring horror movies about yeah. an- animals attacking? <laughs> yeah, for real. Piranha was fun. I enjoyed Piranha. Piranha was really fun. No, Piranha <laughs> was great. It was great. Yeah. 
but yeah, um, there's a great, uh, it's a, it's an interesting, slightly different lineup than usual this year. So I would check it out. Take a, take a little peek. I love some of these, some of these names are ones that I've heard of, but I've never seen. So I am interested, you know, for example, the house that dripped blood, a, a movie that I've heard of, but know nothing about. I know. I want to know. I've also heard deep red is great. Yeah. I've never seen it. Very excited. They're playing Black Christmas, which I love. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. It's great. It's exciting. Check it out. Check out uh, Dead Till Dawn. Truly the most wonderful time of the year. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Our favorite month. It's it's the holidays. It's officially the holidays. <laughs> it's the holidays. They're beginning. Yay. There's a chill in the air. But, yeah. you know, it's not what, what we're in right now feels a little bit like a false fall. and there's still just like a little bit of a taste of the summer left. And with that in mind, Amanda, will you take us to our destination this evening? Oh boy, I will. Things may be cooling down here, but they're still heating up in Florida, baby. That's where we're going. tonight. (laughs) Um, That's right. Tonight's theme is Florida movies. And we don't just mean movies set in Florida casually we mean movies set in Florida where there's big Florida flavor mm-hmm. um, or the fact that it's in Florida is kind of a key part of the plot. Um, this is, we've been really excited for this theme. We've had it in our back pocket for a long time. Turns out there's like a lot of really good movies in Florida. <laughs> it's just a great setting for an interesting story. There's a lot going on there. A lot of layers to the state of Florida. <laughs> A lot of layers. Um, And, you know, I guess just like a movie set in Louisiana, the weather is, is such a beautiful um, setting, hot, sticky, swampy. Um, It's a power. It's almost a character unto itself in these movies. Absolutely. (laughs) The weather, the weather, the wet, that wet swampy weather. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Jenny, will you kick us off and tell us about the first movie that you watched for our theme, which by the way, if you've never heard our show before, we don't tell each other what we've watched, um, until we get on air. This (laughs) is all just a surprise. Uh, yes, I would be so delighted to tell you. I, the first movie that I watched really set the tone for almost everything that I watched in that it is extremely sweaty, Mm -hmm. uh, very twisty. And kind of a noir. I think uh, I know which one it is, but I don't keep going. Uh, I watched a movie from 1981 called Body Heat. Yeah, baby. Is, that, is, like, is it Body Heat? <laughs> yeah, obviously, of course, that was the first one that I watched. I also watched Body Heat. Oh, I'm so night. glad. Yes, dude. Um, I At some point in this show, I hope to maybe mention my honorable mentions, like movies that I didn't rewatch in time that I already love or didn't get to. Last night, it was between... Uh, Larry Clark's Bully, which is a very depressing movie set in Florida, or Body Heat. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna or like Body Heat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, Body Heat slaps, huh? <laughs> oh my god, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, one of my notes for it is um, good white fabric at night. Yes, extremely <laughs> good white fabric at night. Lots of sheer linens clinging to sweaty bodies. <laughs> so sweaty. Um, Jenny, do you want to tell the good listeners what Body Heat's about? I would love to. So Body Heat is about a man named Ned Racine, played by William Hurt, looking extremely cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he is a lawyer who's okay. He's like a mediocre lawyer. He's fine yep. at his job. Yeah. And he lives in Florida. He's kind of slutty. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah he's kind of <laughs> slutty. <laughs> uh, I would say that's a main aspect of his character. So it is. That's why. That's why I mentioned it. It's yeah. part of the story. <laughs> so Ned, he is out on the town. He's hanging out. It's extremely hot all the time in Florida. One night, he's out on the boardwalk and he meets this very beautiful woman, and he starts up a conversation with her, and they have a little flirtation going. Um, but he spills. Uh, or she spills like an ice cream on herself. And so he goes to get paper towels to clean it up. And when he comes back, she's gone. Uh, So then he does something a little weird and he starts to kind of try and find her again by hanging out at the one bar that's in the town where he knows she lives based on her like appearance and her whole kind of vibe. It's like the fancier town. 
So he runs into her again and they strike up an extremely uh, passionate affair where they are obsessed with each other. They're having a lot of sex and it is very sweaty. Yeah. Did you mention that this is all taking place during a heat wave? This is taking place during a heat wave. I did not mention that, but it's true. It's like, it's exceptionally hot. Everybody's shirts are covered in sweat and everybody's faces are just incredibly shiny. Yeah. There's Um, never enough ice. Everyone's talking about how how hot it is and broken ACs. and (laughs) It's just a nightmare. Everybody's extremely unhappy and tense. So they start this affair uh, Ned knows that she's married. Her name is Maddie. Her name's Maddie Walker. Uh, and she is married to this other guy who isn't usually around. He's, I think he's only around on the weekend. So they mm-hmm. just are constantly, you know, hooking up, having all of these incredible, passionate moments. Um, and things escalate. Uh, and then Maddie accidentally introduces Ned to her husband and it turns out that he's a real jerk he's extremely rude he's extremely sexist and he's Mm -hmm. like not cute (laughs) and so eventually they kind of keep dancing around the idea but they kind of come to the conclusion that they absolutely must kill him to free Maddie from this marriage and that they they can can then be together yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh and from there things really <laughs> go downhill for Ned. Yeah. Um, it's very much a noir. Uh, as a person who has seen movies before mm-hmm. watching this <laughs> and wanting to speak to the character Ned, like, because I knew it was coming, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because I've seen a single other movie. Yes. Like this, where I'm like, dude, like, dude. she like, she's planning this come on dude she wants you to kill her husband for you and then she's gonna try to kill you dude <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. um but it is very twisty even even so like even knowing that i was like oh man like ned you're falling into this woman's trap it's still she is such a compelling character that you are just like but i do want them to be together maybe even though it's so bad for both of them <laughs> like, oh totally because their their passion is very real and convincing and like jenny's saying i mean even despite the what seems like a very or a very obvious setup, very classic noir, like she's mm-hmm. a femme fatale, like you oh know, yeah, very very classic. I feel like right at the end there's a real boom, like extra twist, you know? Yeah, um, which is very very thrilling and very very fun. Um, yeah, just <laughs> her her lines being like sometimes I think about well what if he wasn't around don't, <laughs> yeah. don't say it ned <laughs> oh, totally. she's like no don't say that but do oh, like ned. <laughs> ned, yeah, baby it's, you, it's know so rough. you know what's going on right like, <laughs> you, um but she yeah it's like they're so captivated by each other i mean clearly like she is absolutely playing him but like it's so effective. Also, I, yeah. I didn't say, but Kathleen Turner plays Maddie and she's just like stunning. She's <laughs> so, amazing. She's, such she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I also just really love, I feel like a lot of, not not all modern movies, but a lot of like the more like mainstream modern movies are just like super sexless now at this moment yeah. in time. And it's like Isn't that really so boring. It's so boring. And it's just so fun and exciting to watch a movie that is just like, you know, we're pedal to the metal. This is like the horniest movie I've ever seen. You know, right? like, when and there it's was just whole, so good. It's so good when there was a whole genre filled with movies that was erotic thrillers. I know the best. And uh, yet another uh, episode, which we will be doing. We at have least, to at, at least one of, if not seven, erotic. Oh my god, I, there's so many good ones. There's yeah. so many good ones, and I I had never seen Body Heat. This was really exciting to finally add this to my another feather in my erotic thriller cap (laughs) finally (laughs) yeah Um, it was a blast it's so fun I also just a just a small shout out to two supporting characters love Ted Danson plays uh one of um Ned's colleagues who's a lawyer who's good at his job but he's like very weird yeah (laughs) like he just does a lot of just like dancing by himself in the middle of the night um and he's great and then 
the other supporting cast member who I was like, oh my god, uh, Mickey Rourke plays an explosions expert, and he's like oh very god. young and funny, and also like just like a weird, such a weird cast of like just funny folks in this one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny to have like very beautiful '80s Mickey Rourke in an erotic thriller and have not have him be a part of anything erotic. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just there to be like kind of weird. Yeah, he's <laughs> like a side side character. Yeah, truly, truly a cameo, but not, but not a cameo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's a scene earlier on in the movie where Ned Racine, uh, William Hurt's character, and Maddie Walker have started their affair, um, and at this point, it's very secret, of course, uh, being the nature of an affair. Yes. (laughs) Um, but one of his two buddies from the law offices where he works, not Ted Danson's character, but the other guy who I actually think is a detective is they're they're in a diner. It's hot as heck. And, um, his friend basically has a little quick monologue about people doing crazy stuff in the heat, mm-hmm. how the heat just makes all good judgment go out the window. And right then and there, you know, you know, what's going to happen. I feel like this is a scene that very closely follows Maddie, not so subtly <laughs> mentioning how great it would be if her mean husband was dead. Wouldn't it be just like so convenient if he just like happened to die? I know it's like really crazy, but just like sometimes imagine. I, Oh, Oh, I daren't think it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shudder to say it aloud. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it felt like very, like, there's no swamp in this movie, but the mm-hmm. air is just so thick and, like, the tension is really intense. And even though you know what's going to happen mostly, it's still just, like, you're anxious for them. You know, like, every step that Ned takes, you're like, oh, my God, you're going down this path that's just going to end in ruin for you. And, like, yeah. ev- everybody is so shiny and wet. <laughs> and it's just, They're like... So wet. It's such Ugh. like swampy Florida, like people making the worst choices because they just are feeling things instead of thinking about them. Which is really relatable if you're like me or Jenny, yeah. uh, two, two people who hate the heat, hate yeah. to be hot. <laughs> and especially when it's humid like that. I've been in Florida in the summer. It's awful. Makes you just want to lie down and start crying. Yeah. I mean, it's like the reverse of when we have snowstorms here and you don't leave your house. People don't leave their houses. Yeah. Because it's so hot. It's horrible. So, so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, it makes me cry more and be more mean my loved ones (laughs) yeah it's like everybody's tempers are shorter everybody's like really horny it's just like I can't it's yeah you can't handle it it's too intense one thing that does feel unrealistic to me personally is when it's that hot I'm like don't touch me yeah fair (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) do not yeah totally (sighs) yep Body uh, 1981 folks streaming on HBO max get out there have have a good time I really enjoyed Body Heat. Uh, Amanda, you want to tell me about something else you watched? I do. So as I mentioned earlier, I'd love to do a sequel episode about Florida movies because there's a lot that I didn't get to that I'd never seen that I wanted to watch and some that I wanted to rewatch. And this movie is one of the ones I did rewatch. But it was unfortunately not a great rewatch experience. So I'm kind of bummed that I could have spent my time watching something better, Aww. but it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's actually so, it's still fun. You've seen it too. I watched 2013's Pain and Gain, <gasps> yeah. um, which is, has big uh, quote unquote Florida man energy. <laughs> Uh, so pain and gain is directed by Michael Bay and starring Mark Wahlberg, the rock and Anthony Mackie. And it's based off of a true crime story that took place in Miami and hold on. I want to get the date, right? I think it's 1992, but, um, so it was based on some very real, uh, paint like uh, torture extortion and murders that were carried out by um the sun gym gang which was in real life actually about five or six guys that were a part of this bodybuilding hangout in miami um, but in the movie 
those characters are kind of condensed into three characters or those real life people, sorry, are condensed into three characters in Michael Bay's Pain and Gain. Um, and I remember this movie being a lot more fun when I first saw it and it still was, but it had like the awful Michael Bay schmear on it. Like if I could just, you know, Windex that away, this movie would be great. Actually, I watched it with my partner who was like, you know what, if Soderbergh did this, it would be like, that would have been the right move. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So yeah, it, um, it just had the like yuckiness of a Michael Bay movie. And if you don't know what I mean, um, is he's really sexist. Yeah. Um, a lot and, of panning up bodies of women. Yeah. A lot of like, like Michael Bay, like definitely thinks women are stupid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, he does. And uh, so um, there's that and just like his weird, his dumb cinematography and like music could have been way more effective. It, you know, it's taking place in the early nineties in Miami. Like you could have had a really fun kind of music theme to it, whether it was like sleazy techno from the nineties <laughs> or like just, you know, whatever, like, um, yeah, it's so, but it is an interesting story. I'm sorry, which I will get to. <laughs> so, um, pain and gain is about these three bodybuilders. Uh, the main character in the movie is played by Mark Wahlberg. His name is Daniel Lugo, who is very, um, obsessed with basically the American dream of being able to mold yourself into whatever you want. Um, And there's almost this MLM kind of energy to it. Like he goes to a seminar by one of those guys on TV. That's like, get off your lazy butt. And like, you too can be a millionaire. Do you see my yacht? Do you see these ladies? You know? Um, So he has a client who comes into his gym where he's a trainer uh, played by Tony Shalhoub, who boasts and boasts and boasts about all of his money. So Daniel Lugo, Mark Wahlberg recruits two other guys from the gym to kidnap this guy and get him to sign away all of his wealth. So, you know, his house, his boat and everything. Uh, And they actually successfully do it. But in a in very, um, you know, Coen Brothers, he's sometimes Soderbergh fashion like the uh, they're they're real dumb dudes. And this crime just, uh, fizzles apart this plan, which wasn't smart to begin with. Um, you know, when they first kidnap Tony Shalhoub's character, he immediately recognizes who kidnapped him because Mark Wahlberg wears a really disgusting cologne uh, that he can smell. And then, uh, once they finally get Tony Shalhoub to sign away all of his wealth, they try to kill him but they, un- they don't successfully do it. So that's where things start to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it ultimately it's a, it's a pretty fascinating story. Um, in the, like the, if you could get rid of the grossness of the Michael Bay, like I just, the, I think this movie, since it's a, it's a true story, it had to be it should ideally be dealt with in a more sensitive manner. Um, and instead it was, it's very sensationalized and ultimately the, the perpetrators of, uh, what become multiple really horrific crimes, uh, their characters are kind of softened and jokey. And I know I read like some victims of people that were killed by them were like this, this movie like makes them look like a bunch of like silly dopes and like, they're actually really scary Uh, awful people who are like terrible to the people in their lives. And, you know, so you're always going to get some amount of, um, sensationalism or a skewing of the truth in a based on true life crime story. So there's going to be an amount of that, but there, it could have been a little more sensitively dealt with. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) I haven't seen it since I saw it when it came out. And like, I remember at the time 
being really like pleasantly surprised because I thought it was going to be terrible. And then I was like, oh, it's actually like a pretty good Michael Bay movie. I actually didn't know that it was based on a real thing that happened, which is terrible because it's true. Like kind of my enduring memory of, of it is, um, everybody looking really good in their outfits and it being yeah. really funny, which is like, not it what is. right. But that's like not the tone to take necessarily like why, Hey, you could have maybe like fabricated a different story that had like a similar arc instead of, uh, you know, humanizing these people who <laughs> really like committed some extreme violence. There's yeah. some, there's some uh, taste issues with Michael Bay. <laughs> I think there, we can all agree as a society. Exactly. <laughs> and like the thing about it is, is this is a fascinating true crime totally. because the people who carried it out were such meatheads. Yeah. And so it is like as, as awful as it is to say, like it is really funny in a yeah, lot of, totally. I mean, the way they tried to carry out things because actually in real life, um, the guy they kidnapped didn't recognize him because of his cologne. They just recognized his voice. Like, you know, <laughs> totally like absolute done. idiot. <laughs> yeah. They further down the line, they try to extort somebody else and they like pretend to be businessmen who are looking for investors. And like the guy's like, I don't, I don't know about you guys. You yeah. don't sound like, you know, like there's, there are a lot of very completely absurd asinine aspects to this crime carried out by these uh, meathead bodybuilders, which make for a very funny, wild, true story. But yeah, it could have been handled more sensitively, but ultimately it is fun. And it is kind of surprising for a Michael Bay movie. It's more enjoyable than other Michael Bay movies. (laughs) That's what I just remember being like, this is going to suck. And then watching it be like, pain and gain? kind of great okay Michael Bay but it's, yeah. it's true you know broken clock uh right twice a day yeah 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 um but I still say that it's it's uh it's worth a watch to even just pique your in- interest in For this sure. story and it does feel like I said the Florida energy for me comes from this very quote-unquote a Florida man kind of story totally. um because it is truly insane and absurd. <laughs> um, the, you know, there are in the movie changed a lot of things about the true crime for this, you know, to make the like movie more exciting or whatever. But the things that are the same are still <laughs> bananas. Um, you know, at one point, to dispose of evidence, someone in their group is asked to grill some severed hands to get rid of the fingerprints. And they do it outside, like in front of the building where they're <laughs> hiding because the smoke from the grill. Um, yeah, it's and that's real. That actually happened. <laughs> oh, wild. oh, my God. Yeah. Uh. So that's pain and gain. Um, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I could have spent my time more wisely, but you know what? We learn lessons every day. Uh, these guys, I don't know if they did. Uh, it's <laughs> it's streaming on Amazon Prime. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. Nice. Yeah, man. Pain and again, Jenny. Um, tell me what else you watched. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have another uh horny thriller. <laughs> My what I watched boils down to three horny thrillers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really I didn't even really set out to do this on purpose. It just kind of like once I watched Body Heat, I was like, oh, of course, like there's gotta be more twisty crime movies, basically, that involve people in extremely passionate love affairs. Uh and guess what? I found another one. This <laughs> this is yes. a movie from 2012 called mm-hmm. Sun Don't Shine. Which oh. is a, a film directed by Amy Simons, who I, oh. I I think I'm a Simons head. I think it turns out I'm actually an Amy Simons. Uh, we fan. all knew Jenny, and we're glad that you finally realized. It's, <laughs> it's time for me to admit it. Um, if you don't know who Amy Simons is, she's an actor who's probably seen in a lot of stuff. Uh, you should look her up. But she directed the movie that I talked about a while ago. Uh, sorry, a while ago called "She Dies Tomorrow." Um, which is that like surreal horror about a bunch of people who suddenly believe that they're about to die. Mm -hmm. Um, And Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, didn't she also recently make the popular Christmas movie? Oh, no. She, oh, wait, I, no. Was, I'm no, sorry. I got her seventh. confused. Yeah. I got her confused. <laughs> I know. It's like all those, all those um, like current indie female filmmakers are all kind of like they, they're circling each other, but she, she didn't make Black Christmas, the, the That's remake. Right. Um, but she is, you may have seen her. She's in the new uh Soderbergh movie no sudden move she plays the mom in that movie uh she's she's in a bunch of stuff look her up I really love her but so this I believe is her directorial debut is from 2012 uh I rented it on YouTube for $2.99 and I would recommend doing that if you're interested in such a thing uh it's basically about it opens the opening scene start it's this couple like physically wrestling with each other and screaming (laughs) it was very intense and it really sets the tone but it's about you basically we we open with this couple who are fighting and then they get into a car and start driving all you know is that it's a woman and a man they are really tense they're arguing about something but they're not really talking about what it is and they're driving along the florida coast with a body in the trunk oh no so as the movie unfolds you find out a little bit more about what's happening um but it's kind of it's it's an yet another (laughs) passionate affair uh gone entirely wrong uh where these two people uh have become really obsessed with each other it's a woman named the woman's named crystal uh and her boyfriend is named leo uh and they are basically trying to figure out what to do with this body as the movie unfolds you find out that the body is crystal's husband uh and it does it's never fully clear what happened to him and how he got that way but you do know that they're trying to dispose of it uh it's really tense they're both really sweaty they're both like constantly like taking off their shirts and then putting them back on after they like air them out because it's just so incredibly hot and like the florida swampy heat um the car keeps overheating so they keep having to pull over and then people will stop and be like hey do you need help and they're like no we definitely don't need help and it's so stressful it's incredibly stressful it's really um the the acting from both of them is really great because they are both like it really feels at first that just crystal is kind of losing it like she's really on edge and changes her mood really fast so you're just like oh my god what's happening with her but as the movie goes on you realize both of them are like totally in over their heads and don't know what they're doing of course and they're just like absolutely uh panicking and making these like total uh uh snap decisions that just are each single each one of them goes so wrong (laughs) it's just like a a series of like mistakes um but it's really fun. I, I mean, fun isn't really the right word. It's really intense, which I really liked. Like, it felt very like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, yeah, it's really good. There's uh, there's like some more stuff that happens at the end, but I don't really want to talk about it just in case you do want to see it because I think it is worth watching, not knowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really fun. It definitely follows the same kind of uh, trajectory as Body Heat in the sense that it's like these two people who are so wrapped up in each other. And they're just going down this path that's so bad. And they just, like, cannot stop themselves from doing the stupidest things possible because they're just, like, fully losing it in this hot, like, swampy situation that they've gotten themselves into. Oh, hot body in the trunk. Hot body in the trunk. So gross. There's several scenes of them opening the trunk and then, like, instantly flinching back because of the smell. And it's just so brutal. And sorry, Ah. did you say that the main character is played by Amy Simons? No, it's not. It's a different. It's the it's actually the same actress who's the main character in um She Dies Tomorrow, but I don't remember what her name is. Let me look it up really quick. Oh yeah. Um, well that sounds great. Okay, streaming on YouTube for yeah, it's yeah, you gotta you gotta rent it, unfortunately. But oh okay, uh, give Amy Simat's money. Give her that cash, she deserves it. Um uh yes, the actress's name is Caitlin Shile. Shield, perhaps um but yeah they're both really great both it's pretty much just the two of them and then there's like a couple of side characters like there's this older woman who leo is like kind of having an affair with who they like are gonna try and maybe like rob to get to help dispose of the body but that goes wrong like everything just goes so wrong oh boy (laughs) crime crime's going wrong in florida 
is it's so just, far specifically what we're talking about. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's just kind of where I went. That's where I landed. But uh, yeah. I just, there's something about it that is very compelling to me. Um, you know, just, yeah, the intensity of everything where you're just like, I am so hot. I can't think your brain is just melting and it's happening to all of them. <laughs> it's like, they've gotten themselves into these terrible situations that their brains are melting. They can't get out. Driven mad, driven mad by the driven heat. Mad. Um, but yeah, it's great. There's also a thing that I really loved about this movie is about midway through Crystal changes into a dress that is owned by like Le- like the woman that Leo's having an affair with. That's like this bright pink party dress that has like a one shoulder kind nice. of thing. Like before that, like they're both just wearing like sweaty t-shirts and shorts, but like she changes them to this pink party dress because she's like really losing it. And so like the whole second half of the movie, they're doing all this like dumb horrible absurd stuff while she's like wearing this really crazy outfit and it's just so I just it's a great it's really good I think Sundown Shine is like actually I liked it more than She Dies Tomorrow Amy Simons's other movie which is like a little more dreamlike and this one is very uh just tense and I like that that worked for me nice it sounds awesome yeah um sun don't shine sun don't shine but it do though it do shine <laughs> it do shine and it just won't stop shining just won't stop it's very very hot um nice i watched one more movie please for this tell um, me and it was very short and it was very wonderful um i watched a little documentary called vernon florida vernon comma florida mm-hmm. it's about the town of vernon florida Um, So this is a documentary from 1981, and it's directed by Errol Morris, who uh, is most famous for the documentary Thin Blue Line. Um, But he has made a lot of movies. His career has been very long and just going to look up really quick. I'm pretty sure he is still alive. Um, Yes. So, yeah, he he's made lots of movies, but the most famous being um, Thin Blue Line. But So Vernon, Florida is a 56 minute documentary shot like on beautiful film, like the color or so, by the way, I watched this for free on YouTube. You can find it out there, but the colors, there's just something about the film quality is really, really like a treat for your eyes. Um, And Vernon, Florida is clearly a very small, very rural, uh, working class town. And it's just interviews with these extremely quirky characters living in this little town. Um, I read last night that, um, it, so this project of his, or Errol Morris went down to live in Vernon, Florida for a year um, and he got financial help from Werner Herzog yes. and, uh, he went there originally because he had heard about, um, that in this town, there was a particularly high number of resident residents who cut off their own limbs to collect insurance money. Whoa. Like essentially to like fake an accident. Right. Um, and that was the original subject of his project was specifically this phenomena, but he got a lot of threats from the locals, understandably. <laughs> You're like, do uh, not blow up our spot. <laughs> do not blow up our spot. So, and I'm actually really, I mean, even though that is fascinating, I'm glad it changed changed tack because um, that original idea is kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> and what Vernon, Florida became is actually what I find to be like a very loving portrait of just, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I also read a New York times quote from a review, um, that said, uh, which really encapsulates it. Well, he lets it all go on a bit too long, but his film is humorous, idiosyncratic and fond. The fancifulness of his subjects is something he appears to appreciate and enjoy. And it really is true. It just became, um, I don't know, 56 minutes of heavily thick Southern accented 
nonsensical, eccentric old timers monologuing. Yes. Um, and I I loved it. It was so lovely. I can see that that reviewer isn't wrong. It it is. It's um. I loved every minute of it, but it is long. It's a long mm-hmm. time to just watch interviews with like strange old people. <laughs> Um, but it's sweet. It's really sweet. Uh, there's one guy, a lot of, um, it's, it's, uh, a lot of re- clearly long interviews edited together in different parts of it. And a lot of them are little snippets of clearly a whole day that Errol Morris spent with this one guy who's just truly in love with turkey hunting and just cannot stop talking about it. And like talks about getting turkey fever when he like <laughs> hears the flapping of wings. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's so sweet. I, love I loved that. it. That sounds great. Yeah. Where yep. did you watch it? So I watched it for free on YouTube. I, right. It is a part of the Criterion Collection, so it's likely that it's also streaming there. Mm-hmm. But somebody, some kind stranger out there, has uploaded it to youtube because it is only 56 minutes so love that um and the quality of the video i watched was quite crisp and like i said the colors were wonderful um and it's just it's shot beautifully yeah you know uh very very um oh my gosh i'm trying to think of the word when things are arranged really well in a shot composition, (laughs) really, really, um, very crisp composition, uh, in some of the shots, it's really, it's just very pleasurable. And, oh, and by the way, I I meant to say way back when Vernon, Florida is in the panhandle. Mm. So it is right between the coast and Alabama border. Um, yeah. So it's a real country town. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. It. it really was. It oh, really lovely. was a nice, a nice study, a pleasant study. That is really nice. Cause I feel like it's true. I mean, I only watched movies where people die and also so frequently the s- stories you hear about Florida are negative and alarming. And it's like, you know, it's not just negative and alarming. It's a very rich place like everywhere else on this earth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, there is something, depending on who you are as an audience member, there, of course, is something that's a little alarming and off-putting about these mm-hmm. residents. You know, they seem, it's like seeing something that's about Appalachia. Like they seem, uh, it's like they live in like a little, certain little bubble. And it yeah. is, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a very small and kind of destitute town. Um, but it, it could have easily been very or felt very exploitative Mm -hmm. and like you know in its in it probably somewhat is just by the nature of its audience is likely to be like film people you know yeah (laughs) um but it doesn't come across as as trying to be exploitative and and that is uh really refreshing (laughs) that sounds so nice oh I'm excited to watch that that sounds great yeah um Jenny do you have any other Florida treats? I have one more Florida treat, which I'm really excited to tell you about because I really liked it. I think it's probably my favorite of the three that I watched, actually. <gasps> Ooh, um, I'm excited. I watched a movie from 1975 called Night Moves. Oh my gosh, that moves? was on my list. It yeah. Was on my list. <laughs> I ended up watching it last night. Uh, it's an hour and a half, so it went down really easy. I was a little nervous because I was like, okay, it's from the 70s. It has really good reviews, but my attention span's been really poor lately. Is this really going to work for me? Perfect. Thrilled. Absolutely glued to my seat. I really, <sighs> really liked Night Moves. Uh, uh. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So it's from 1975. It stars Gene Hackman, who's such a cutie, who I have like not really ever had a crush on before. Love Gene Hackman, but like love Gene Hackman. Really crushing on Gene Hackman in this one. I love I love that crush. <laughs> it's yeah, dude. He's such a cutie. Uh so he plays a private detective named named Harry. Uh and it's he is really obsessed with his job but he's kind of like it's a little it's kind of affecting the rest of his life so his wife is like why don't you work for a different company instead of doing this like private agency that's your own he's like I don't know 
But anyway, he gets hired by this like aging starlet. It, it, the, it, he lives in Hollywood, basically in LA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he gets hired by this aging starlet to find her teenage daughter who's missing. And he uh, just kind of embarks on this journey to try and figure out where she's gone. Her name is Deli, short for Delilah. Uh, And he finds himself tracking her all the way down to Florida where he finds her living with this like kind of weird older couple who are like boat people. <laughs> yeah, boat people. <laughs> uh, oh. And while he's there, he there's this other thing ongoing with the beginning of the movie where he has this really lovely relationship with his wife, uh, but he finds out pretty much immediately that she's having an affair. And it's really, it's actually like pretty wrenching because their relationship is so like moving and actually feels like very genuine and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like this yell, this fight where they're yelling at each other from their cars before while he's on his way to the airport. And it's just like, oh my God, you guys figured this out. Yeah. So while he's away looking for Delhi, he has this really intimate emotional relationship with this woman named Paula, who Delhi is staying with. And they, Kind, they end up having an affair also. And so it's kind of this story. It's a story about him finding this girl and trying to bring her home and all of like these twisty things that are happening around that. But it's also about his like emotional interiority and him trying to figure out like what he wants, what's going on with him, like this sense of loneliness because his wife is not with him. It's very, it's, it's actually has like a lot of emotional depth, which is just not what I was expecting from this like, Hollywood noir movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really great. It has the after he finds Deli and brings her back to LA to be with her mom again. I won't spoil the whole ending, but I, I'm just gonna give you like a little taste. He hears a few days later that she's died. Uh, mm-hmm. she has died in a stunt accident. She is in a driving stunt with this other guy who Harry also met while he was looking for her and he was driving the car in the film, like on a film shoot and Deli was in the car and he crashed and she died. And so then this, like this other story kind of starts to unfold where he is like, that cannot be a coincidence. (laughs) And there's something going on here. Uh, And it just gets really like, actually the ending is like kind of confusing, but in a way that's really satisfying where you're like, what is happening right now? Because it at once, he finds out that Delhi has died. Like, I thought that was the end of the movie. I was like, damn, like, sad. <laughs> this, yeah. is just a sad this is just a sad movie. Just but a then, sad one. But then it keeps going. And you're like, oh, God, no. He's like, he's he's a detective. He's going to investigate this until he figures out what's going on. And it just kind of from there gets more and more twisty and complicated. Um, and it's really good, dude. Night Moves is great. I really, really oh, enjoyed man. it. You know what? That was on my list like i said but this idiot decided to watch pain and gain instead how could you have known (laughs) like you were saying i was like oh i don't know like maybe it's gonna be pretty slow that's what i i totally thought i was like i put it on and i was like i don't know i might not make it through this but i'll just try it and we'll see because it's a dollar 99 i was like i can afford that uh I threw it on and I like instantly, like I I had intended to kind of, I was like, oh, maybe I'll like work on something in the background, but I didn't. I was like instantly glued. Mm. Just Gene Hackman also just has like such a, he's also really magnetic. Like I found him, find him really charismatic. His scenes at the beginning with his wife are like very fun and funny and cute. And then as the story gets more complicated, you're just like, wait, what's happening? What is going on here? Um, It's great. I really, Um, I really enjoyed it. It has like, I I don't know, it just has, it has a little, um, there's a lot of it that's funny. And then there's a lot of it that has like a surprising depth that you're just like, oh, what's going on here? This is night night moves. moves. It's great. Wow. I'm really excited to watch that movie. Does it feature the song Night Moves by Bob Seger? It doesn't. I expected it to, but it absolutely does not. (laughs) That's okay. It would be kind of cheesy if it did. It would. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, it's wow. really, I really, I really enjoyed it. I found it to be a, a surprising delight. Night moves. Uh, and where did you watch it again? I just rented it on YouTube, but you can rent it kind of anywhere that you rent movies. Okay. For cheap. Amazing. Rent it for cheap. Rent it for cheap. Wow. I'm excited to watch 
Nice. Um, My moves, baby. And now is it time for us to transition into our goodbyes segment where we talk about what we're looking forward to or any recommendations we might have. It is that time. And I am going to spend this time recommending Florida movies that I love that I didn't, I didn't get around to rewatching or maybe just wasn't going to have time to talk about, but there are some truly perfect. And I mean, perfect movies that are very Florida. (laughs) Um, first and foremost, Moonlight. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Duh. Oh, Moonlight is truly a, both a perfect, perfect movie and an incredible Florida movie. Yeah. It's a really, um, I mean that movie, this, this setting of Florida is pretty powerful in it. It's, it does take a little bit of a backseat, um, Mm -hmm. because the main, the story that's up front is so deeply compelling, but because so much of it takes place on the beach and on these like, you know, these like cinder block homes, concrete streets. Totally. It really has a lot of Florida flavor. Uh, it takes place in Miami. Yeah. And, um, and it also has that like intensity of emotion and like isolation that I feel like mm-hmm. is in a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Moonlight from 2016, directed by Barry Jenkins. You gotta watch it you if you haven't it. seen it. Um, I'm actually not sure where it is streaming, but I actually see it around. I think it's on Hulu or Netflix, potentially. Um, it's a beautiful movie. It's so beautiful. One of the best movies I've ever seen, truly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and then the other movie that I think is perfect, that is one of my all-time favorite movies that I want to recommend, that is the airy Florida <laughs> is um adaptation from 2002, which is a Spike Jones movie written by Charlie Kaufman. And it is uh, about Charlie Kaufman trying to adapt Susan Orlean's The Orchid Thief novel, uh, Susan Orlean, the New York Times writer. Uh, and it's it is a very meta movie. It's a movie about writing. It's a movie about movies. It's a movie about movies and making <laughs> movies. Um, but because it is indeed an adaptation of The Orchid Thief, which is a true story about a guy that steals uh, rare orchids from state land in Florida. Um, it is very Florida. Really <laughs> <laughs> Florida. Uh, it's so good. I love it so dearly. It really has everything. Nicholas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman. And also Charlie Kaufman's invented twin brother um, and does an incredible job, an incredible job. Uh, And yeah, it's got sweetness. It's got a lot of hilarity. It's really star studded. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, Meryl, Meryl Streep is Susan Orlean. Chris Cooper is, um, I, Oh my God. John, something. John Roach. John, John. Yeah. John Roach. Um, I couldn't remember his first name. I, I have a confession to make. What's that? I, I watched adaptation last night. Also. Did you like it? <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. Oh my God, I was so good. It didn't fit into my scheme. So I was waiting to see if you would bring it up. And then I was, I was like, I'll talk about it when she does, but it's we'll so talk, good. we'll have, we'll have our own little time, but I really liked it. I was like, yeah, I see. I see why this is on, yeah. at the top of Amanda's list. It's so good. It's so good. It's really zany. I love where it goes. Um, this is also streaming for purchase, uh, YouTube, Amazon, the usual suspects, the classics. Yeah. yeah. Jenny, do you have any recommendations? I don't have a recommendation, but I have something I'm looking forward to. Um, so there's, well, um, so this is actually kind of a recommendation, a movie that came out a couple years ago called raw, a horror movie about a woman who goes, or it's like, she's a teenager, an 18 year old girl who goes to a, um, veterinarian school and it's in France and it's very scary. Um, that director has a new movie coming out, uh, mm. October 1st called it's Titan or Titan. It's T I T A N E. And it looks really weird and scary and i'm really excited to see it it's got like some body horror and like car stuff in it and it looks 
gross and <laughs> scary. Body <laughs> and excited. Horn cars yeah. Uh, the director is Julia DeCourneau and she's truly great. I would highly recommend Raw and like keep your eyes peeled for this freaky for this freaky car movie unrelated to Florida in any way. It's in France, France I assume. Wow. Okay, I got to watch a trailer for that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's freaky. But yeah, this has been 